When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Yo! Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. It's your boy Dan Coogs on hosting duty today. I'm joined by Lewis. How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. It's nice to be back. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah not too bad, man. Not too bad. Um, I'm getting married in a week today, so you know it might be the the last time you see me for a little while, man. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have different priorities, I guess. Uh, Listen, not according to me, but according to my missus, you know. So uh, my time is gonna no. be precious. No woman is gonna take you away from Arsenal, Kooks. I don't know. Who you're, I don't know. Is she in the background or something? Like, is this? No, is this she's, a... not, she's, not, she's not even. She's not even here. But I'm. I, I'm waiting. To, I'm just. I'm just. I need to get my office set up and stuff like that, and then and, and get a lock on that door, man. And then I'm. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Handlock. Key code. Yeah. yeah. yeah, print, yeah. Triple verification. Thumbprint and eye scan. Yeah. Then I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. This this guy Kooks is going to like. At the, the craziest honeymoon, bro. Like three different, like yeah, beautiful yeah, patients, guys. Um, I, had to, I, I had to, I had to pay, pay that on my credit card as well last week. Amex sent me an email immediately, being like, "You're at your credit limit." I was like, "Yo, <laughs> this isn't right, man. This isn't right. I'm not used to this, man." But yeah, it's a one-off, man. It's a one-off. I don't like spending money like that, but it is what it is. It's but German, yeah. How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good to be back on the pod, man. Keep that consistency up. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the get them get them apps in. Get them apps in. Get the caps. But um, yeah, there's not been that much Arsenal news in this past week. Obviously, we had Ben Jacobs on the podcast um last week. So if you guys haven't listened to that, make sure you go back and check that out. He, he shared some some nice gems about what we can expect for the rest of this summer, what we can expect about Tielemans um as well, because that story isn't really going away um some pepe news in there as well um but since then i think we've announced um zinchenko we've pammed chelsea into the dust uh with a four nil drubbing um and edu has come out with um you know some interesting interviews on the athletic and on sky sports just giving a bit more insight into um uh into the plan um and we'll definitely get be getting into that um on the on on later on in this podcast right so Starting with that Chelsea game, guys, it was uh, it, I didn't stay up for it. Did you guys stay up? Stay up to watch it because I saw all the messages uh, in the morning. No, no, I I, I watched it the next day. I was watching it live. I, 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 so you can do that. What happened? Yeah, because we played football on Saturday, right? Um, Cooks was there as well. We played for touchdown football. Um, eleven aside, it was a hot day. We played on this for the free three G pitch. Yeah, yeah so uh, that pitch was, was so, so hot. hot. 
it was so hot. Like when you were running, like you it felt like your feet were on fire. It was like running like playing in a desert, yeah. Well, it was peak. So obviously a brief insight into what World Cup Qatar is gonna be like. Bruv, Dan, yeah. <laughs> bruv, in the middle of the match, Dan's like, someone get me some water for my feet, man. <laughs> <laughs> But you know Dan's only got tiny feet and he's like size two in it. So. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait, I was, I was finished, man. Honestly, my feet were on fire. Got blisters on both my feet right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, them, them conditions are treacherous, man. It's peak, man. But it's pretty. Oh, we're putting in a work in preseason, man. We're putting yeah, we actually work. are, man. We actually are. We have okay. to. We have to. New league, new, new team, new us. And yeah, new, new kits as well soon, yeah. yeah, yeah. New kits, new track suits, new track suits coming. Gonna gonna listen, look trippy. Listen, yeah. we're even gonna release some of the the, the game footage this year. God so, damn! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> hey, we, 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 we're gonna we're gonna see Dan Coogs's uh, own goals in 4K. No on goals for me this season, man. No on goals for me this season. They need to film the Tuesday trainings, man. There's some content waiting. There's some very, very good content. But where was I? Yeah, we played that game. It was tiring. It was a hot day. And so I got home, you know, something to eat, shower. Bro, next thing I know, I wake up 12 o'clock. Um, basically just the whole day i was asleep bro like just must have just knocked out whole day sleep woke up and i see the lineup i'm like you know what no time going back to sleep now bro i was i was about to turn on the playstation play some games or something for them just watch this arsenal game so watched it bro and it was you know it was a pleasant watch it was a pleasant watch man i i didn't mind what i see what i saw i didn't mind it i didn't mind at all i was um I was looking at the lineup, thinking this is a strong team. It's probably as strong as the team that we could put out from the players available. It's a team um, I expect to start the season, to be honest, if they all stay fit, really. Yeah. 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 I think so as well. Would, would you I, guys consider that our strongest 11? <sighs> I guess the only contestable area, right, is like who do you think is a stronger player out of Tomiyasu and Saliba or Ben White, mm. for that matter? I would also say left wing ESR. ESR. I think that I think the Tierney Zinchenko one. Um, in terms of in, in terms of quality, um, I think or I think Tierney's a better left back, but I think mm. Zinchenko is the better footballer of the two, just in terms of you know what he can do with with a football. Do you know what I mean? So. I mean that one's going to be interesting to see. To, to, to be honest, I've already kind of just marked it down as. I don't think you spend thirty million pounds on a new left back, and he doesn't play. I think Zinchenko is going to be first choice. Um, I think Tierney will come in for certain games, um, but generally speaking, I think Zinchenko is going to be the first, like he's just going to be Arteta's first choice at left back. Um, I agree. I think it wouldn't surprise me if, if Tierney actually leaves next summer. Yeah, I think what he wants in that role, he, he, he's looking to get from Zinchenko. He's not getting that from Tierney. Um, so, yeah, we'll we, we, we monitor that one. But, yeah, but it's a good question. I think it's just a few positions off, really, as, as we said. Um, for me, ESR over Martinelli. Um, Zinchenko, I believe, is thought to be the first choice left back. Um, and then Tomiyasu, Ben White. And I think I would go with Tomiyasu based on what we've seen, because he played a right back more. But mm-hmm. I did like Ben White in that position. And I think yeah. 
you know, Ben White, Saliba, um, Gabriel, I think there's a level of reliability. I don't know if Tommy Yasser can give us, you know, reliability over the course of the full season. So Ben White might end up playing right back quite a lot um, this upcoming season. So, yeah, um, let's see. Maybe we'll sign Tielemans deadline day. We talked about this just before the pod. But as, as strong as the team as we could have put out from the players available, I think, for sure. Yeah, it was an interesting lineup. Like I didn't see the game, but um I did see I went to sleep as the lineups came out and I thought, oh, it's gonna be a good game, but I was just I was just tired. I said, I'll pick it up in the morning, it'll probably be like a two-two draw or something. And then like I've got goal notifications on my on my phone, even for friendlies, right? So like Sofa's got <laughs> pinging it off for friendlies. I wake up at like three o'clock in the morning to get a glass of water or whatever, four o'clock in the morning to get a glass of water. I'm like, Arsenal four new up. What? What is going on? You know, I'm mm. thinking yes. Well, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to be watching uh, that that game tomorrow. It's like scrounging around for, you know, um, full game, full game uh, uh, videos. Highlights, yeah, 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 highlights from it wasn't up on Instat yet, so I, I couldn't get Instat footage. I was like, scrounging around for footage, but luckily, Coogs, you hooked up with the with the YouTube. It was that mm. first half. I thought we played with such a great intensity, man. Like, I think. The interesting thing with preseason, like I think it depends on your um on your like analysis of what preseason actually does and like how what preseason means to you. And I think we saw from Tuchel's uh post-match interview, which was comedy gold, by the way. Like if you haven't watched that interview, I highly recommend it. Um, I think you you look at how how he values preseason, and you know, I, I always look at preseason, especially with managers' comments, you know, um, he just seemed staggered at how far away and for, at how far ahead we were um, to his own team, you know. And I know there was a bit of like posturing there, and maybe you know making a bit of excuses and saying to the board, "Hey, look, we need X, Y, Z," you know. And I'm sure there was a bit of that going on, but he just seemed like flabbergasted that we were able to blow them off the pitch like that two weeks before the season's about to start. And I think that's, you know, from our perspective, we have to look at that. I mean, Chelsea finished ahead of us last season. You know, um, at the start of last season, when we were facing Chelsea opening day of the season, we were fearing the worst. We were like, fucking hell, we're so far behind them. You know, um, no, it was the opening day of the season. Sorry, was it was the second game of the season. Sorry. We played, we played in pre-season last year as well, though. Did we? And they beat us, yeah. They beat us, yeah. I, I seem to remember that as well. But I remember um, I remember being, uh, you know, so, like, fearing that, that Chelsea game. I think it was the live show day, wasn't it? And, you know, we got beat yeah. comfortably that day. But we're going into the season this year. And obviously the results don't matter. We don't get any points for beating Chelsea. But I think we're going into the season and it's like, we look prepared, you know? And if we were to face Chelsea's second game of the season... Uh, this year at the Emirates, I think we'd all be expecting a win, would we mm. not? Mm. Yeah, and I think you know the main difference for me because I, I saw someone posted the link of um, all of our preseason results last last year, right? Is that uh, we lost every game? I think um, almost I think, almost every game, um, including the team, team as well. Hibs, Hibernian. Do you know what I mean? Right, and it's like. You're looking at it, and I think fundamentally, a lot of the team that we spent, you know, playing with in preseason was not the team that played the majority of the of the league. 
You know, if you look at some of the signings, like we didn't have Erdegaard. Erdegaard, Ben White came in quite late. It was after the Euros. Um, we grabbed him. Ramsdale wasn't there. Tomiyasu wasn't there. Um, Partey got injured in that Chelsea match as well. Um, you know, Gabriel, was, was there an issue with Aubameyang as well? Aubameyang, um, he got COVID. Was, COVID um, yeah. Towards yeah. the end of the preseason. Um, Gabriel had an injury. Nketiah had an injury um, in preseason. So it's like you're looking around and like none of these guys who are basically the core of our team um, were were main uh, features in preseason. And I think one of the the only guys who, who really was a, a key guy in preseason probably Smith Rowe, um, and and he's he's the one who started the season uh, very very well. Shit hot. He was he was shit hot that first half of the season. He was on absolute fire, right? And so um, comparing that. This, this season, you're seeing that a lot of the key figures um, who we, you know, would say is like, you know, the spine of our team, the core members of our team, um, they're all available, you know. And, and then you think, uh, even last year, Saka, he was at the Euros, played right up until the last game. I don't think he he, he joined and took part a major part in preseason at all. You know, mm. he only came on and played 20 minutes in the first game of the the the, the, the season, and he wasn't he wasn't really fit enough to start. Um, either so, what I'm hoping is that the lack of the summer tournament, um, and the, the fact that a lot of these guys have been able to really play together, we look at the names of the guys who have been missing, it's the usual suspects, uh, you know, Smith Rowe, um, Tierney, Tommy Asu, those guys who do have you know some fitness issues. Um, but we look at it now and we say that they're replacements, um, for those three guys in particular. So we've got Zinchenko in who you know he. Did the first half of Man City. Now he's he's part of the camp. Um, we've got uh, Saliba in, which means that we can play Ben White um, there at right back uh, to sort of give you the same dynamics as Tomiyasu. And we've got Martinelli in there, who um, who you know he's not coming off the back of an injury or anything like that. And he's been able, he's been a part and a key member of the team um, in preseason as well. So I'm looking at it now that the team. The main parts of it have been playing together. They've been training together. They know how each other's going to play. And I hope that means that, you know, with these five fixtures that we've been given um, to play in August before, you know, we get into the, the meat of the season, it means that we can start the season properly for once um, because I'm I'm so tired of, of not starting the season um, uh, in, 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 in the right shape and, and being underprepared. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I feel the same. And I think, I think to be fair, that game, um, watching it live, uh, by the way, it, there was a few people in that in a touch of goodness chat, um, <laughs> watching that. Three o'clock in the morning, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, yeah, there was a few men in there. I think you man must have woke up to like 400, 500 messages because <laughs> I read, I, I was so gassed, I read every single one. Same, same, same. same. <laughs> <laughs> I saw 4 0, I was like, yo, what? I need, I need, I need, I need a debrief, yeah. <laughs> I need to read, but I'm reading it. I'm seeing our Saliba. Every every time, like our Saliba shackled him. Our Saliba done well. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gas me more. Gas me more. Yeah. So I was loving that man. That first one, especially, I think it's. I think we're, we, as as you guys said, preseason, we, we look like we are much better in it than last year, where there was so much uncertainty. There was also uncertainty about how we could play potentially. What is the, you know, there's some players missing. As now, I think. The squad still needs some um some 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 additions, but we are very clear on 
the way we're playing, what the shape is, uh, and what those potential additions could be and what they could bring um, and what we already have. I think we are just, um, you know, um, as a basis, we are much stronger this year than last year. And um, that game, um, watching it, um, it was just, it was a continuation of what we've seen um, over some parts um, last season when we going into a game and we're really from the off um, dominating it and creating chances and pinning the other team back. But in this instance, we, 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 we I mean, it is preseason, but in this instance, in that, in that game, I felt like um, we just had, we just had a bit more clinical, um, uh, clinicalness to our game. Um, so the early goal was pretty good. Um, was a clinical finish, in my opinion, and definitely touch finish. And then the Gabby Jesus goal was also um, clinical finish. And I think we were very effective in pinning Chelsea back, forcing errors from their midfielders and also their centre-backs. And then also when the ball broke down, we were super fast to not just recycle, but attack the space that has been vacated. So that's how the first goal occurred. There was, I think Jacka played really well in that game. Um, you know, um, a first-time ball right for about 20, 20, maybe 20 yards on the ground. Right into Gabby Zussi's in, you know, he played well. He, he then also was um, involved for the goal that Saka scored, um, which I believe was slightly offside, but some really, really good skill from Jacka, basically. Touching the ball, then flicking it over, was it Alonso's head? Mm-hmm. Shooting on his right foot, forcing actually a very good save from Mendy. He played well. He played well. Him and him and, him and Pardew have a good partnership. Um, that much can be said. They are solid and they understand each other's role and they have good connectivity on the pitch. Both are aware of their roles. Both do their roles to a good standard. And whenever they, they play to, um, together, we, we play fairly well. Um, the problem is when one of them, who's um, yeah that, that Mr. Partey usually, is missing. That's when yeah. problems for us occur. But when they're both together, they look good. And um, Udegaard, I think, was just doing what he usually does, gets the ball usually wide right um, and then brings it forward, getting it into Saka's feet and getting it into Gabi Azusa's feet. And, and the difference... I mean, we, we already know he's a much better player than Lacazette, but the very much, very much difference is like Udiga gives it into Gabi Jesus's feet, and the guy can turn on a man and drive at a man, and he just creates. Um, I think I, t- I said it. He said he creates chaos, but for me, is he draws players towards him, which opens up space for the likes of Martinelli, the likes of Saka, and um, they then can attack that kind of space. They maybe have. A second or two more when they get the ball, they have maybe have a bit more space to manufacture a shot, manufacture a cross. So when you have players of higher quality, especially in the final third, they just um they just give the other attackers a bit more time, a bit more you know chance to affect the game. And yeah, we just pan Chelsea, man. Um, it was very very pleasant to see that the man that um, a lot of Chelsea fans have been rating very highly, telling us how good he is and how he's gonna you know take the Premier, whatever you know what they're saying. That Gallagher, you look spooky, man. I'm not sure if he's a footballer or he's a boxer or he's a part-time, um, you know, um, gymnast. Just, I don't know what he is. I know he's I'm got just, long hair and he doesn't tie up. Being a hatchet man. He's being a hatchet man, bro. Oh, he's a butcher, man. Really, he's a butcher. That's that's where he got all his plaudits from playing against us last time, wasn't it? It was with that Palace game where, mm. you know, I thought, you know, he did, he, he did play... I guess you can call it, you, you can say he played well, but it wasn't because of anything he did on the football. It was, you know, defensive work, pressing and, you know, and he really did bully us that day. But I mean, yes, uh, against us the other day, I mean, he didn't even get close to our midfield, did he? 
Partey was, was on a different universe to him. Yeah, he was just fouling people. And what he was doing as well, he was, I think, him, um, I think Mount was okay, but he was very quiet. But yeah, Gallagher was the, he was he was, he was the trigger for us. If that mm. guy's on the ball, mm. on, we go get that ball. Man. <laughs> and the thing is, you know what I liked about that is that, you know, um, a lot of people were a lot of people were saying that he was going to give us problems, you know, that he was the one that was going to cause us us issues, that he he was going to, you know, force our midfielders into mistakes and that. But he didn't have the technical quality to to really hack it in there with, with some of these guys, you know. I was seeing tweets, you know, saying, oh, he's, that number 34 is in for some trouble, you know, for, mm. for us. But he... Our number 44, 34, as Dan said, looks looked comfy, bro. He's flicking the ball over man's head, striking it with his with his weak foot, you know, uh, as as we scoring goals, man. So, you know, I think these men need to take a closer look at some of their players, um, the way they're rating them so highly, and ask themselves, are these guys really that good for me? They will never do that. They've been doing this from the, the beginning of time, you know. It's... I think I think they have a serious complex when it comes to their young players because they've because they've always well, had like ones, they do they do but they've always had I think they have a bit of a complex when it comes to their kids because it's like because they've never really had their youngsters coming through so what they've always been in a privileged position to do is hype their youngsters to the extent that they know they're never going to see them so when <laughs> you you know and 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 this was also like quite prevalent with the Saliba thing because I think you know it's very easy to hype someone hype someone hype someone with the with knowing that, that you know they may never play for Arsenal so you can hype them to the to to like kingdom come because you know that you, you're never going to get the chance to be proven right or wrong you know if they don't play for you so I think with with some of these Chelsea youngsters they were in a very privileged position where they could just hype them up like, oh they should be playing why are they not getting opportunities they're gonna fuck off somewhere else and and do the business. They ne we're never gonna find out if they actually do do well for Chelsea. But you know, in the past few years, we've actually seen quite a few of these kids come through, and we're actually seeing how good some of them actually are. And some of them aren't as good as these Chelsea lads have been bigging them up to be. You know, not mentioning any names, but we will know the ones that um, that, we're, that I'm referring to. So yeah, I think I think that is the issue. I think they've got a complex for their youngsters. Um, and that's that's why they go overboard sometimes because they've been so used to going overboard with some of these youngsters, Kakuta and all of these man, you know, yeah. uh, Masonda. They know they're never going to play for Chelsea, so they can hype them up. Yeah, I, I, I think with Gallagher, it's just that one really got me because I thought it was clear that he's not that type of footballer. Like I, I just always kind of felt like if he goes into that Chelsea team. The way they have that ball, I'm not sure he can play deep. He would have to play very high up for me, I think. Um, but yeah, he was he was he was he was the gift that kept been given for us, especially in that first half. I don't know when he got subbed. Second half, we were still um pretty comfy. I think we took our foot off the gas and off the gas and second half definitely. Um, we took a bit easier. Um, Chelsea dominated a bit more of the ball, but they didn't really manufacture many chances. And then a couple of times we raised it a bit more, um, and I think we we managed to Put them under pressure again, even with um our, essentially our second string players um that then came on. Um so and then yeah, we scored what one one two more goals. Um so yeah, I think 
for 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 you know for the sort of confidence of the players that game was really good um I see Rivaldo was at the game talking about um talking with Gabby Jesus so must have been a nice touch for him I think all in all that preseason tour um in America was a success because we won every single game um I think we created some good content as well for the for the kit launch I can't lie Zinchenko joined halfway through managed to play against Chelsea I think I think things kind of lined well for us on that preseason tour um, and now we, we we're back in London uh, and we have got a big game next week, you know. So um, let's see let's see how we attract him. But at the moment, I think we are we've got we don't have a selection headache. I think it's pretty clear what team will be first game. Um, but it looks like we're in good knit. So you know, let's go out and attack it. Uh, are we at home? or Are we away? First game. Away, away. Palace. That's back to the game where our season basically unraveled, really, wasn't it? So, let's, yeah. let's see where the core got for us, man. Mm-hmm. We were looking decent still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, think Palace have had a bit of a jittery preseason, haven't they? I mean, they had like some issues with their tour because they haven't got like players vaccinated and stuff like that. Is that is that what's happened? I haven't really been fully yeah, keeping track, that. but I know yeah, they I haven't. Think, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Smart. I mean, you're right, but they they've signed a couple guys. Though. They have signed a couple guys. Yeah. Um, they just signed Chris Richards from Bayern Munich. Yeah, and they got that check the Corre. Um, I think they got uh, a fullback as well. Um, I'm not worried about Palace, man. I think we I should. Think... I'm not gonna. I want. I want us to go there and win, man. We have. Yeah, to. yeah. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm just trying to, you know, trying to see what we don't got because their team must be slightly changing. They had a few players on loan last year, and um, like Gallagher was one of them. Gallagher, yeah. I mean, Gallagher was a key player for them, so he'll be a big miss. I, I don't know Malcolm, how good this Takura guy is. So. They signed like Malcolm Abway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not. He's not. He's not going to play though. Is he? He's going to. He's probably going. I think he might. You know. I think he might. He's been playing. Really? He's played a couple of their. He's played a couple of their preseason games. But I mean, he's not going to get in the head of Zaha Elise. Talk of Zaha leaving though, so we'll see. See what happens there. One to watch. Yeah, yeah. What did you guys think of Zinchenko's debut? I, I quite enjoyed his performance. I thought he looked really, really silky. You know, he, he, uh, he gave me what I thought he'd give. Do you remember when I posted the comms and I was getting flamed in the group chat? I was saying, I'm not saying this is was amazing. It by me, yeah, you and you, 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 you and Papa Smurf. <laughs> I was like, this. Is, I'm not saying this is amazing, but he does a lot of things. Like he's very, very functional. Like if you watch a football game, things that other players mess up very easily he doesn't mess up his technique is very consistent he's very proficient so like you might say oh this doesn't look that special but it's then he continues moves he doesn't break down moves moves don't break down with him he continues mm. to be under pressure even when there's a man or two on him and that's a skill that he has definitely over Tierney and um, where you know the ball can come to him in the pressure situation he just they one one two touches and it's out of it you know and the, you know the ball's flowing so and I think that's what he did in that game as well. And he 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 didn't have to do that, didn't have to do an outstanding job, but you saw his technical quality um on the spot a few times. And yeah, it's clear what he can bring to us. We just have to be more worried about the other side. What happens when we have someone? I mean, against Chelsea, <laughs> that attack was pretty fucking redundant. So but what yeah. happens when we have someone that can, you know, that get the ball out wide and can move move to a man? I mean, Sterling usually can. Um, but if it's like a Zaha, if Zaha goes onto his side wants to cook him what happens then that's what mm. we will see what he's really made of we 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 know he's a good footballer we know he can ball 
Um, so that's where I got worries. But um, on on the footballing side, with the ball, I don't have many worries with him at all. Actually, um, it's the other stuff. He, I guess, the thing with Zinchenko though is that um, he's mainly going to be used for that that role in the team anyway, right? He's a possession-based footballer. Like he, he's going to be. I don't, I don't think we really get isolated like that against our wing, our, our our fullbacks. Like when do we? I think our team shape is quite good. You know, yeah, how many times, even even guys like Cedric, he's shit. We don't really get rinsed like that. Mm, we don't really leave right. him isolated. It's not like I don't Chambers. know about that. You don't, I don't think that's so? Cedric gets blabbed on the regs, bro. Even yeah, even you, you even Sancho gave Cedric some steps, man. Yeah, I mean, defenders are gonna get ripped in it. But still, my, my main still, point is, <laughs> we're not like Chambers against Swansea, where we just left him out there to get blabbed oh, all game. Man. Do you know what I mean? That, you see that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's been circulating. It's been circulating. this that looks like a. Come from thirty games, but it's one game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. Thing is, I knew he got roasted, yeah, but it it's way worse on it, the it, on those clips. I thought, like, I didn't think it was that bad. I was like, oh, I guess Chambers he got blamed that day, but no, nah, Montero was actually killing him, bro. Like, there's one <laughs> thing that he's done, yeah. He did a he like flicked it through uh, Chambers' legs, and then Chambers slipped over on top, and then I see him, I see him just look at the ground. As he's trying to get up, I was like, yeah, this, this guy's head was finished, man. This guy's head was gone. I was like, yo, if that was me, I would be holding my hamstring, bro. I would just be saying, yeah, gaffer, gaffer, get me off. I've had enough, man. Get me but, off, gaffer. Yeah. Now, Quiggs, you're nasty, though. You'll you punch someone in the back, guys. Bro, you can't, fam, you can't be doing you can't be doing that to me, man. Come on, man. I'll get sent off before I let you savage me like that, bro. Come on, man. Crazy. Um, this is this is the thing though with Chambers. I told you, man. I saw him one time on the on the um was a Victoria line. Mum was on the Victoria line with a rucksack and a flock and a flipping guitar. I knew, I knew, I knew. Like begging, begging for change on the on the on Northern line, you know. Not you, yeah. He's busking. <laughs> he was away to Camden, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, so um we are gonna be doing a Crystal Palace uh preview patron next week. Uh we've got Scotty Stacks um my has agreed to come on uh from the man our big big palace fan. Um so if you, we will be doing a preview for that. So if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, make sure you guys uh do jump on so you don't miss any of that. Um but otherwise, guys, Edu done um an interview uh, that I mentioned at the top of the show. Right, where he was talking about, you know, five-year plans. And one of the key things that I thought uh, was quite interesting that came out of this was where he said that 2022-23 season is when we told the board that we are going to be serious. That's when we're going to be expecting to um, achieve results. So, you know, with everything that the club has been saying, um, they didn't invest money in January. They didn't want to, you know, sort of go ahead of the plan, even though the opportunity was there for us to, you know, maybe accelerate it a little bit. Um, they they said they were going to stick to the plan. So it looks like this is the year where we're going to need some we're going to need some results. Going to need some output from this generational manager um, that is Mikel Arteta. So you know, what do you guys make of that? And how much pressure do you think there is on Arteta coming into this season? Because it looks like they're spending more peas again. Yeah, I think I think there has to be right, like. <laughs> He's 
you know, he's often like referred to as the, you know, as the, one of the luckiest managers in world football at the moment in the, in, in the fact that it seems like he is like under no pressure whatsoever. And, you know, I think that's kind of been evident over the last two seasons. And I would even put Edu in that category as well. You know, I think they both got away scotch-free with, um, with the, you know, how we fell away last season. You know, we, we, I think we all said um, in the end of the January window, we were all really, really upset because we knew exactly what one injury or, you know, yeah, just one injury, really. We all knew exactly what one injury could do to us. And we saw it happen in front of our eyes and we all knew exactly what would happen. And, you know, if we if we know with our untrained eye and we're not being paid millions of pounds to make decisions, if we knew that would happen um, because Thomas Partey got injured for a significant amount of time or whatever, or that we simply just wouldn't have the goals up front to make top four. If we, if we can see that, you know, why can't these guys say it? And I, and I, I, did, I do feel like they got away with, you know, that because I, 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 I class that as negligence, really. You know, you've got such a huge opportunity there to make top four. And, you know, people saying, well, you know, the ball didn't expect us to get top four. So we were ahead of, you know, ahead of... Uh, their targets anyway so it doesn't matter well, that's that's rubbish you don't don't purposefully you know just be like oh well we're we're already ahead so let's let the opposition score a goal or you know you don't do that if you're if you're ahead you try and stay ahead you try and stay ahead of your goals you know you didn't you then shift your you didn't shift your targets if you if your target is to finish fourth right and you're in third place and, and you know you, you you can't no longer finish out of the top four but you're two points behind second place. Of course you should push on for second place. Why shouldn't you? You should change your targets based on what the season is mm. showing you. And yeah, I just, I, I didn't like that last year. I, I, again, I just, I know all the graphics will show that we've spent a shitload of money and stuff like that. But to, to me, it just signaled. And I, I, I realized that this window was a bit different because we did put a bid in for Vlavic. So they get, kudos for that they did try and push the boat out for a strike and they did try and rectify that situation but we could have strengthened in strengthened in other areas and I think centre midfield was an area that was just glaring we needed reinforcements in that area and we, and we didn't do it and you know um, the lights are on this year they, they have to be they have to be you know if we get it wrong um, one or both of them will they, they, they've got to be under as much scrutiny and pressure as, as possible this season, I think, because we can't go a third season just, oh, relying on potential and what could be. And, oh, if we just do this, then we, we could achieve that. There needs to be some s substance to what we're producing now. You know, it needs to be something that we can look at and be like, yes, we achieved this, you know, not, oh, we got close or, oh, but we're doing this, so we could achieve it for next season. No, it needs to be 100% like a target set out at the start of the season, top four or Champions League qualification, whatever you, whatever the target is. And if it's not achieved, then I think, you know, both of them need to be put under serious, serious uh, pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear that. And Dan, Dan how about you? I think, um, you know, I watched the uh, Duke clips. Um, I felt like 
um, he's coming across better in these clips than um, Skazba's um, interview that he'd done a few months before that. Um, in the interview, I just thought his suit looked nice, but the words were actually trash that came out of his mouth. Um, but in this one, I felt like, um, yeah, he was a bit more, would you say, open, um, and he was uh, more specific on some of the stuff that he said, which I, which I appreciated. Um, and like Lou said, um, at the end of the day, I think it's very clear the way they're operating now. Um, and I think um, it do sort of uh, big full background is, 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 coming, is coming across, like the way he's very strategic in terms of alignment um, and everyone um, and make, making comments such as, if we make a signing, it's an Arsenal signing, it's not a Arteta, it's not a Edu signing. It's, 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 it just screams consultant, you know, he, he has a very consultative approach. Um, English is not his first language, but I think his um, nice, like you know, his um, communications skills have become better over the last um, six months, definitely. Um, and you know, I think he came across well in the interview. Um, but for me, I'm focused on results. Um, so in this window, I think um, I, I like that we have been very um, active. Um, we know that in the transfer window, um, unless you are in, in the top four, unless you are um, ha- had a good season, you know. Um, it's very easy um, to 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 move for a target and not be successful. Um, I do like the players that we have been linked with um, and um, seem to have made moves for, even if they've broken down. So Lissandra Martinez, I wouldn't have minded at left back, definitely not centre back. Um, Rafinha would have been a good squad squad, squad addition, in my opinion. So I like those targets. And then um, the Tielemans one I've said I said before, um, I'm not the I've never been the biggest fan of Tielemans. I know he has qualities. Um, and I do believe that he's at least like a Champions League level player. Um, so again, a player that I think is of the adequate standard, even if I'm not the biggest fan myself, I can look at it objectively. And then um, Paqueta, for me, it, it, it's an exceptional player, really. Um, so, um, and I do made some comments about him as well. Basically, said, okay, guys, um, I can't say too much. Um, we are, we, we are, we are, we are not, we're not making any moves for him. And um, I know the player very well. For me, the best player that played in league earn last season, and um, that I leave it. That I can't say much more. I mean, he kept the very cover, but he he made positive comments, um, which he could have avoided. So I think everything has a purpose, especially when um, directors of football speak about specific players. Um, so I think there is some there is some thinking on, on Paqueta from our side. Um, I will probably envision that we go for Tielemans instead of. Seems like we have it from you know the chat you guys had with Ben Jacobs last week that we've already agreed personal terms with him. So unless there's like outgoing outgoings of sentiment food, I would only expect one incoming here. But um, yeah, for me it's about results. So can you complete the business that we need to complete this year? Can you complete the squad? Um, there's no excuses for Ateta. Um, even if the squad is not completed, um, you know you, sh- you should still be getting your target. Um, whichever target we set out, which should be top four qualification, um, Champions League qualification, you should still be achieving that with what we have right now. I think it's good enough what we have right now to achieve that. Um, Do you so, really? Yeah, I think if, if, if I think it's still good enough to achieve that. Um, we came very very close last year. So, so, so let me let me ask you a question then. Just no, sorry no, to yeah, sorry to we very very close last year. Yeah, and really we didn't get over the line. It's because of a striker, in my opinion. <laughs> and we now got a striker. So, so, so how would you, percentage wise, like how would you, um, like Arsenal, Man United, Spurs, Chelsea? Because I would say those are probably the four teams that are going to be in the hunt for the top four, right? 
So what percentage-wise would you attribute to each team making top four? I think it's very difficult to say, I'll be honest. And I wouldn't look at the competition um, to like, compare us to them. I would focus on what we can do and what we can do last This I think this is what we did last year in terms of play our fixtures and win them. Um, if we then get 75 points and don't make it, you know, plus 75 points and don't make it, I can I can have some sympathy for him. But I will not have sympathy if we're landing on 69 points or anything like that. I don't, I can't, I just cannot. You know, we need to be in around that region that historically will prove that you should be getting Champions League qualification. Um, and if we then get in slightly unlucky, I can have some sympathy. Um, nothing else really. Um, and I also think, you know, every year we have this these discussions that everyone looks so strong, everyone is coming for this, everyone's doing mm-hmm. that. You say it every year to be I fair. I say it every year. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, right, every year. Someone is always falling off. Mm. We don't know who that person is now. You know, Might be us. <laughs> it definitely could be us. Um, it could be us. It could also be It, it could be Chelsea. It could, it could be Chelsea. also be Liverpool. And is Nunes going to hit? Is Diaz going to bang? He didn't bang. He, I, don't, I think he played well, but he didn't bang. Last six months, in my opinion, he didn't score that many goals. They're lo- they're just, they've just lost Mane. You don't know what happens injury-wise. What happens if Spurs lose Kane? For six, seven months, or for, even four months, you know. So these things, I think there's always something that's going to happen. We can only focus on us. We should try <laughs> get everyone, you know, to be fit. Um, my biggest concern, and I said we should make top four with what we have right now. My biggest concern is Thomas Partey. Um, you know, his availability and his injury record. Um, because I feel like the system really falls down if he isn't there. So, um. But I don't want to give Ateta excuses. So I do need to do something in centre midfield, but there should be no excuses for, for either of them. If, so, mm. if he doesn't fit, complete this the squad, then he has failed. If Ateta doesn't, you know, get the Champions League qualification, what we have right now, he has failed as well. There's mm. for me, there's no there's no separation. You know, you might you guys talking about this is Arsenal. We're doing things together. If if someone is a signing, then it's our signing. You fell together, if if you know if that's the case. Um, I, I don't want to make too much of a separation there. You win as a team now for me. Um, I don't want to put blame on one or the other. For me, it's both you, man. I, I felt if something doesn't go right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think I one hundred percent agree with that. You know, um, I think I've seen a lot of talk this season about our, um, you know, we can't put, uh, you know, sort of finishing positions. Um, as expectations on this team. And I think that's completely incorrect, right? Um, I hear it where people are like, oh, yeah, what if we come fifth um, and, you know, we we get 75 points and come fifth, yeah? Um, For me, that's still not going to cut it because, you know, you need to finish above these teams. That's the whole point of, you know, being this top manager with a top squad, with top young players is that, you're actually able to, you know, put results in a row together that allows you to finish above these teams, right? So if four teams are able to get 75 points plus and we're not one of them, then I think that's very disappointing. Do you get what I mean? Because then if you're talking about in the future, we're building to win titles, this, that and the other, um, and you're telling me that, oh, yeah, Spurs got Champions League and they got top manager, they got Kane and Son, you know, how can we be expected to finish above them? Uh, Chelsea have Tuchel, they've got, you know, a great midfield. How can we be expected to finish above them? Liverpool have Klopp, they've got Sal- uh, Salah uh, and 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 uh, what's his name, uh, that 
Diaz and and they got uh, Fabinho and they got Van Dijk and all these. How can we be expected? Oh, a Man City have Pep, and it's sort of like, well, that's the whole reason why you know we went through these two back-to-back eight finishes is because we were told that Arteta is building a team that's going to be just as good, if not better, than than these teams. He's going to build a team to compete with these teams, right? Um, and I don't really understand why when it comes to actually putting expectations on the manager that involves competing with these teams and finishing above these teams, that we're now afraid to do it. Because to me, that basically says that you you don't actually rate our players. You don't actually rate the manager because the moment the going gets tough, you're making these excuses for him. Do you get what I'm saying? And you're saying that um, it's okay because these men are better than him. Do you get what I mean? And I think that if you do rate him, if you do want him to be, you know, the top, the best of the best, or expect him to do that, and you have any expectations of him to do that, he needs to come at least fourth this season, you know, because if you can't come fourth this season, what's going to happen next year, right? Where Tottenham under Conte, if if they get top four, they're going to have another year where they have Champions League money and they still have Conte, or Chelsea get it. They're still going to be Chelsea. They're still going to have money to spend, right? Man City are still going to be Man City. Liverpool's still going to be Liverpool. So when do the excuses stop? Do you get what I mean? At some point, you have to now start cooking it with the, with the big boys, you know, and being a serious team. Um, so for me, I am judging this season purely on results, actually. I was I was more um, lenient last year, but I do think, obviously, if, you know, fourth place is like 63 points or something like it was during COVID or whatever, um, 66 points, I think, got you top four, and we just about scraped that, I would also be disappointed with that um as well but i don't think on the upper limit i don't think that we can say oh yeah if if, if four teams get x um and we're not one of them then you know then that's okay and that's acceptable because i don't think that will be for me i'll be very disappointed um so i think he must finish in the top four must. i think we've we've strengthened the team you know i think we've strengthened the team we've lost what 13 14 games last year in the league that's half the losses, bro. Get some draws and they get some wins in there. You should be you should be close to 80 points realistically. And I, I feel like this stream, as I said, has been made stronger. I think the striker, um, apart from Abamian for maybe like four weeks, has been a massive hindrance for us all season, like last season. You know, Abamian was decent for like four weeks last season. Um, Lacazette was you know abomination last year. Absolute abomination. And okay, Eddie towards the end part, but then we had so many injuries. I swear it was so thin. Um, but like, you know, um, we've got we've got Jesus now, and I think Eddie as a number two is, is good as well. He's, he's shown that he um he can he can tussle on this league. So we we're better positioned there. Um ultimately you'd expect um um Saka to, to go up not another level, but you know, make more steps forward. Um, another level. He's got. He's already got double figures in the league. He's gonna. He's, he got close to double figures goals and, and assists in the league last year. I think it was like eleven or twelve goals and like seven assists. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd think I'd think he'd get a double double, like twelve goals, ten assists, or something like that. Maybe thirteen goals, eleven assists. Like not that for me. That's not another level. I think that is going to be his level going forward. Like he's going to be a top player in this league. Um, we we need another level for Martinelli. Um, we need we need him to get to a double double. Um, I think the indications look that he can be a very productive player. Um, but if he plays uh, a significant amount of minutes, um, then we, we, we need that kind of level of production from him. I think Smith-Rowe has shown that he can have that level of production. This guy just needs to start 
you need just get some pound on your diet, you know, inject yourself with some steroids, and you'll be all right, man. You'll be all right. You're tough, right? So, um, <laughs> so we just need that level of production from them. And then we got what three or four goals from Lacazette, and I think two of them were pan- it was bad from Lacazette. Jesus, I'm expecting double figures goals, double figures goals in the league. That's that's gonna go up in the production. Udegaard, I'm expecting more, more assists. No, I'm expecting yeah. goals from Fabiera. Maybe I'm expecting more more goals from Odegaard, mate. Yeah, I mean, I think his goals were fine. To be honest, I would, I would. How many did you get? Five. I think five or six. I think that's fine for like a the type of player that he is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think when you look at when you look at the opposition, right? Like they're just scoring goals from everywhere, aren't they? And it's like they're scoring what is it? Hundred goals. Are they are they are they hitting a hundred goals? Liverpool, so. Man City, Man City might be eighty plus in the league. They're getting eighty plus. Yeah, yeah. We we need we need to hit 70, 70 goals plus yeah. seventy goals each year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm. But obviously, Jesus is going to be a big part of that, right? Like if yeah. if Jesus scores twenty this season, I I can see us hitting seventy. Mm. I can see us doing that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think um, I think it, it, the dynamics of that attack. Um, I think we need one more body in there. Um, we need one more really, really like, reliable, right? Do you know, this is where it is. Like, I think Jesus may be a bit of an unknown quantity in terms of what he can actually do for a full season as a main man, but he looks very capable of scoring, right? Saka, we know he can hit double figures. So he, I, 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 I'm gonna see, I'll see him doing it again, unless he's like got some injury problems next year. See him doing it again. I know Smith Rowe can do it, um, depending on how many minutes he plays. He might just score eight. That's still quite good production for someone that might not even play that much. Pretty good production. If we can get a wide man that can guarantee us what Saka can do, like a double-double, plus Jesus, plus Saka, that's a very potent attack, which is do why... Guys, I, do you yeah. think we're signing a wide man? I think we're still in the market for one. That's 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 the that's the talk right now. Yeah, but who, though? Who? Surprise Wingo. They, they keep saying surprise Wingo, but... The thing is as well, right, um, the whole point about, you know, um, having this young team is that they improve. You know, um, Martinelli got six goals, six assists last season. He started his first league game um, in December, December 2nd, right? So for me, there's scope for him to, 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 to push on. Um, I need that and and get yeah get the double double right but not that I expect him to start every league game I think he got 23 starts over the course of the whole season I think Smith Rowe got 20 23 starts or something like that they had very similar amount of starts um last season right and uh, and I think um you know I, I think there's an opportunity there for both of them to share minutes and be productive right so what I would like is, you know, them getting 18, 19, 20 goals between them from that left flank, potentially. Someone else coming in, getting us another 20 from that, you know, right flank, sharing the minutes with with Saka. Eddie and Jesus coming in and getting us 25 shared, potentially, starting in the middle, you know. Um, and with that, already you're up to... You know, sort of your 60 ish goals, and then we've got set pieces. Um, we've got penalties. We've got Gabriel very good from set pieces. You know, um, and as we've got penalties and, and, and Saliba and stuff. These man, these men are um, attracting attracting uh, 
you know, uh, balls in, in the box with ease, it seems, in pre-season. And you've got Erdegaard and Vieira that can pop up from deep um, as well. If we sign another left centre mid, um, they can contribute some goals as well. So I 100% think it's um, it's very achievable, very, very achievable. And I expect it to happen. I, I think players like Martinelli will take a leap forward with his productivity because I think that guy's a really good finisher for me. Um, I think he just needs to probably calm down a little bit in front of goal, um, have a little bit more composure. I think Saka improves year on year. I expect him to improve. Again, you said Dan double double, but yeah, I want I want a 15, 15 goals from him, you know, this season. I'm not gonna you, lie, I want 15. You need to calm down, bro. I'm not gonna calm down, you know. I'm not gonna calm down because I'm not gonna calm down. Because and the reason I say this, the reason I say this as well is from January he turned it on, but before January. He wasn't really slapping like that in terms of numbers, you know. It was like we only got a second half of the season from where we saw the most of his majority of his productivity. So I'm just saying, I'm extrapolating here. Yeah, I'm extrapolating. But let, let my song grow, man. Let my song no, grow. no, 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 no. Look, he's he's about he's about to go global. He's about to go global. Once he, he's I said the last thing he needs is that weak foot finishing package. Yeah, and 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 it's a wrap. It's a wrap for everyone. Yeah? Once he gets that right foot. When he starts blaming it across the keeper, it's his peak, his peak. So, you know, I'm 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 being harsh on him, maybe, but I want big things from him. I want You're not being harsh on him. You're not being harsh on him, really. He's getting, you know, you have believed in his talent, which yeah. I mean he's given us enough to believe in his talent. I mean, you know, he's and, and he's gonna get the super max, you know. Exactly. This is my whole point. If you're gonna give him a super max contract, oh, you need super max. Hey, this guy looks like Clip me up. I don't care, man. Clip me up. I'll, uh, put, put me on the record. Yeah. <laughs> put this man on the poster, man. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, yeah, I definitely think it's, it's, it's possible. And I think you see it. If um, Even if I think back to um, you know, that Spurs team uh, that came sec uh, that came second, um, well, they came third, actually, in the Leicester year when Leicester won the league. They came, they came third in the two-horse race, obviously, right? But then that was the youngest team in the league at the time. They obviously ended the season quite poorly. Um, that year fell off um, towards the end, bottled it against Chelsea, etc., etc. Um, and then the next season, they put up 86 points, you know, whilst being in the Champions League, um, whilst, uh, you know, managing multiple fixtures without necessarily making the additions that we did. Um, that we have done to the team. And that's purely from the improvement of a lot of these young players who have gone through the turmoil. You've got 86 points? Spurs. In the Spurs, year that... In Spurs the year 86 that, points? Yeah, in the year that Conte done a madness, right? Uh, which was 16-17, I think. Um, Spurs, got 80, Spurs got 86, right? And so my, my thing with that is that's purely from young players improving. Do you get mm. what I mean? And that they didn't go out and splash, you know, big, big amounts of cash like we have done. Um, but young players, when they go through turmoil, they go through bad periods, you learn from that and you improve from that and you're able to go through those situations in a much better way. So, you know, I'm, I think that psychological leap, obviously I can't quantify it, but I think that's going to be very important um, to the team. We're going to obviously, we're going to watch the, the documentary, see how it affected a few of these guys. Um, you know, not necessarily finishing the season in the way that we wanted to. But I personally think that psychological leap is something that you can't quite quantify, but is one of the reasons why I'm expecting us to, 
you know, take a, a, a big shift forward, really, and what this team can achieve. Because I, I don't think anything builds um, morale, builds camaraderie more than adversity. You know, going through adversity together. You know, like when they say people, you build relationships when you've gone through, you know, sort of traumatic events together. Something that you can't relate um, is very difficult for you to relate with that with someone else who hasn't experienced the same thing. And I think these men, all who are all young together, they go through that disappointment um, and they come out the other side stronger. So, you know, I think we should be pushing that 80 marks, 80 points mark, um, regardless of the Europa League. I don't really think that is enough. That's an excuse for me. Like, oh, people talk about um, we didn't have Europe, we're playing one game a week. I think it only matters if you don't pick up injuries, right? So, you know, if there's enough rotation, in the team, um, where we're able to manage the time of these players with the five subs, etc. I don't think that should be an issue because, as well, you're talking about Champions League. There's less rotation when it's Champions League and Premier League because every game matters. These games matter more, even, than the Europa League. Um, so, for me, um, if we want to be a serious team, I'm going to need to see us push high 70s, low 80s next season, man. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so let me let me just go on to some listeners' questions. General Cooks, you know. Mm. Boy, passion merchant, passion merchant, man. That's it. Um, but yeah, let me go on to some listeners' questions because there are a lot of them. So um we'll see how many we can get through. So um Tommy Ajayi one, shout out Tommy. Um he oh, says what makes more of an instant impact and upgrades the team, a world class winger or a world class central midfielder? I think so. Say that again, sorry. What makes more of an instant impact and upgrades the team? A world-class winger or a world-class central midfielder? No, the midfielder. But well, who's the world-class midfielder? I'm trying to be realistic. I don't think we can sign it. Yeah, give us names, man. Give us names. So, like, say, like, say, like, Paqueta or who's a winger you guys want? Sonny. Okay, so, all right. So, who would have a bigger influence on our team? A Sane or a Paqueta? I think Sonny. Is Sonny world class? Yeah. Is Paquette I think... world class? <laughs> I don't know if they both are world class. I mean, they're both, I think Sonny is world class, but I probably questionable if he's world class, but he's, he's, a, he's a top class player, I think. Mm. I think. Yeah. Um... It depends on, the, it really depends on the player rather than. Tielemans or Bowen? Oh, God. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing <laughs> over there? What are you doing over there? <laughs> Elements. <laughs> mm. No, I think it depends on the player rather than the um the position. Zaha or Telemans? Zaha. Yeah, for me. I think I can't lie to you. I think um I think the attacker is more is more vital. You know, I think we need output and in centre mid, I think we have something there that we can at least rely on. Um, in terms of that Jacquard Partey thing, um, even though we might not like it, we might not think it's the best part like partnership, we might not like Xhaka that much. I think it's been proven to actually work in a division. Um, and I'll be more comfortable going with that again than not signing an attacker for me because I think someone that scores, you if someone comes in and they bang us 10 goals, yeah, you can't put a price on that. Yeah, I mean, but you also can't put a price on when Partey gets fucking injured after 
two weeks and we have to play Xhaka as the pivot with Lukonga. How much is that worth I'll be, I'll be a nanny as the pivot, but yeah. <laughs> you think? I don't think so. I think I think I think Anani is the the second to partake. I think I don't think I think Lukonga is gonna be playing more as an eight this season. Yeah, I'm saying in the sixth, the 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 part not understudy, but if Partey goes out, mm. Elneny come in rather than okay. Well, then what's that worth to you then? Elneny and Xhaka in midfield. Oh God! Can you put so a price on that? <laughs> I still, I think, I, I think Elneny and Xhaka in midfield, though, with an attack that just shoots. Devastating. You can, you can do it. We, look, you look, won't, look get the ball, you won't get the ball no, to look, look at this. Look at this, Lewis. Yeah? Look at Spurs. Who did they have in centre mid last year? Right? They, I don't think you'd have taken They just any, ball, man. They yeah, but, <laughs> you wouldn't have taken, but you wouldn't have taken any of their centre mids, right? You wouldn't have taken any of them. Yeah, but their strikers got them through it, right? And I think that's where we have been lacking. And I don't think... I think we've put too much emphasis on all this midfield, midfield, midfield stuff where we just need shooters, man. Especially to get you top four, you just need guys that will slap it and just slap I it in the goal. I don't think we're going to be able to sign anyone who is a, a certified shooter. So, I, I'm, I, you know, if you had said to me, for example, Rafinha... Like, even Rafinha is not a certified shooter. You know, he's not... Well, how many goals did Rafinha scored? He hasn't, he's not... Seven league goals is the best in his career. Right, exactly. So he's not a certified shooter. Um, Hooper, though, he's a hooper. Pure he's a hooper, hooper, but he's not a shooter. He's not guaranteeing you any amount of goals. Like, there's no guarantees that he comes in. Now, they he's all got do, what? They? He's got a terrible drip, man. His choice, his choice of clothing is very, very questionable, man. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I just think that the quality that we can get in centre midfield Pepe, Pepe, is going to be got higher. Drip. Pepe's got the drip, but no, but no, no footballing ability, man. What are we prioritising here? <laughs> hey, don't just, mention that guy's name, you know. <laughs> Pepe's going to slap this shit, man. Trust me. The thing is, yeah. The thing is, when people are saying about parties, but even if we bring a, a centre mid in, he's not going to be playing part of his position, man. That's the thing. No, but we need Anyone someone who can do both. We need Tielemans. I don't think that's what the club are doing, man. But I think, for example, if party went injured, right? You'd feel a lot more comfortable with our midfield with Tielemans at the base than an El Neni or Xhaka or Lukonga. Like it, I, I just think the downgrade, even if you don't like Tielemans, I think we'd be fine with Tielemans in midfield. It, just, I just think it's very, it worries me a lot, and I just feel like we can get in a better quality of midfielder than we can afford at this point, and. I mean, I could be wrong, right? We could pull off a, a, a wonderful signing that everyone's happy with and it's completely out of the blue, but I just don't really see who that, that person could be. The players that we've been linked with in midfield um, are, are of a higher quality than what I would imagine we'd get from White. So I would definitely be going to reinforce that midfield because we're one parte injury away from being exactly what we were last season. And yeah, what, I think not, I, well, yeah, I can kind of hear you on this. And I think what we, what we have been linked with out wide is there's some men that are just like you know, even even the suggestions like 
Jeremy Doku and Suleiman. It's like these men scoring two and three league goals, man. Mm. I don't want that, bro. Not for 40 mil. Not right now. I don't want no more projects, bro. If I want a winger, it's got to be like a 25, 26, 27 year old who, you know, he's about it. Would you take Neto, though? I'd take him. <laughs> Boy. Neto. Neto's got goal scoring potential. But he's only he's, scored, he's scored five goals before he done his ACL. I think he's he, got goal scoring potential, man. I see, I see, I see yeah, it. It's got to be a reasonable fee, man. Like, and uh, do you know that there, there's value on players, players doing it, those take ons in the Premier League? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I might have to put some tax on them take ons there. <laughs> the man are doing over there in the other league. So, you know, I don't know. I think. I, I do think that um your point about the centre midfielder, I think it's it's easier for us to find quality there to um to help us survive over the course of the season than out wide. Where we could just sign some guy. This is what I was saying the other day, like people talking about the Anthony's, the Dogus, the Sulemanas. Are these men better than Iasan and Martinelli? Are these yeah. men gonna put up the numbers are are you gonna put up? I, I also, I, I don't think we're signing a winger, lads, if I'm being honest with you. I think it's going to be Tielemans and that, that'll be a lot. Um, I also think that we're going to see Eddie playing on that wide left as well. I can I can see that happening. Um, and, and, and do you know what? I'm, I'm not eager to see it, but... I didn't like in the Europa League last year. It looked horrible last year. I, I just think Eddie looks sharp, though, at the moment. I think, I really, He's I think... Hungry. Yeah, and I, I can see him scoring goals. Um, I, I want Eddie in the team. Uh, not every week, but I, I want him playing. Um, mm. I feel like he can contribute, whether it be from the bench as a starter. I think Eddie's going to score us goals this season. It, it, I've actually got Eddie down for this season, outperforming Martinelli and Emil Smith-Rowe. Mm. I, think, I think he puts up better performance and better numbers of both of them. Um, I just think he looks sharp. He's ready. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's playing wide left, so almost as like a just off of like Jesus. Uh, like we, 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 you know, we, we, we tailor a formation to get them both in the team. It wouldn't surprise me if, if that happens some, some games. Mm, yeah. So, okay. Next question. Yeah. Oh, actually last thing I'll say though, these men, they best not do any either or, right? So, like, we're having this discussion, but they need to grab me both, man. I'm sorry. They're not Lewis. grabbing both. They're they need not. to grab me both, man. They need to grab me both. They They're need not. to shift these players out, and they need to grab um, me both, because I don't want to hear Pim. Are, are you not hearing what Valencia is saying? Give us give yeah. us Torreira for free or nothing. Free. No, come on. We're not getting... That's we're not joking. shipping these players. We're not making any money. We're selling Leno for eight million. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, Fulham, there's a London club. The, Leonard should be going for like 15. Yeah, double, yeah. double. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a very, very, very good Premier League goalkeeper. How many Premier League goalkeepers can you name that are better than Leno? You must be mad. They mm. play, how much did Fulham play for Van der Sar in like 2003? What the fuck? Like, I'm actually fuming about that transfer, you know. I know, you know, I've yeah, been, I've been, been so bad. Like, that's a valuable asset. That's a German. I mean, he's second in, in the German national team, or third, yeah. probably behind to come now. They, they, oh, oh, he's oh wow. <laughs> look, look at this in 2001, right? Edwin van der Sar played, for, uh, joined Fulham 
for seven million pounds. <laughs> where, from where as well? From where? From Juventus, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about I that. Think and they've been haggling over that eight mil for time as well, man. Scandalous, like, mate. Fam, just flip. like even a, even a, just a cheeky twelve mil or something like that is, is a little bit more yeah. palatable Jeez. for me, man. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, ridiculous. Um, so, yeah. But also, maybe Leno has said maybe he's put it's us in a bit of a yay. Well, maybe wants to stay in London and. You know, maybe that limits the pool of of teams that will be coming in for him. Because even someone like Newcastle, they've just lost. Oh no, no, sorry, they've signed Nick Pope, haven't they? Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to be fair, they've got Debravka as well, who's quite good. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure there'll be more than just Fulham in for Leno. You know, I, I, I'm I'm a bit surprised at that whole transfer. If I'm being honest, I can't believe his stock has fallen that much. That no, they were they were talked two years ago of him being fucking. Going to Bayern Munich and being Neuer's re- replacement. How the fuck is it gone now to him going to a relegation threatened side for, for eight million quid? Just this bizarre. is what this is what Arsenal do. We tank the value of our players. We so, we sold Guendouzi. He's a French international now for ten million yeah. pounds to the team that finished second in league. Earn. Mm-hmm. This is a player that's what is he still under twenty three? Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. It's just yeah. that should be thirty million. Minimum. That's why I'm telling you, we're not we're not we're not selling these people for any money, and we're we're not getting two players. Um, unless we miraculously get rid of Pepe, because that's another one. You need to get rid of Pepe to bring in a wide forward. There's no way we're bringing in a wide I, forward without it. I know you've been working a lot recently, Lou. You know, but I don't think you've seen his Instagram post where he basically said, "I'm not leaving." Bro. No, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Me. He ain't, he ain't <laughs> fucking leaving. so he's going on a free lads i I know romano is a good source but there's a reason why this winger is a secret it's because it doesn't exist there is no winger that we're getting (laughs) there's a secret because that person doesn't exist (laughs) that winger is nelson bro it's it's nelson it's reese nelson Uh, and we're just going to sign Telemans I think that's what's going to happen so um, next one is from Baitface Nate he says what are your predictions please give name numbers etc for all comps so we'll save that one for next week I'm working on a form that I'm going to make available to you want to do it before the window closes yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna do hey, don't pre season. Don't put too many predictions in there, though, man. No, no, no. Basically, I'm doing it as a form, so it's not. It's like a bit easier to do. No, no, no. Don't yeah. ask me for no how many Udiga league goals, bro. Don't ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check check the group. Yeah, check the group. So. Mama will be asking me how many appearances for Lokonga Pro. <laughs> 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 I've not gone that in. I think there's only about. Um, it's like 12 questions basically or something like that. So it's nothing too, right, nothing cool. too crazy. Um, nothing too crazy. But I'm gonna share that with the listeners as well. So we can can get, yeah, their, let's get their listeners involved. Man. We'll get their, get their get their predictions. We should, as we, well. should we should give a prize away to um the person who gets the most predictions right, I think. Right. We yeah. should sort out a prize. I don't know. We'll ch- we'll do a we'll, look around. We'll sort something. Right. We'll, they'll get yeah, a touchline yeah. touchline fracas uh, track. My brand approval, bro. Touchline fracas tracksuit. Yeah. 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 Hey, listen, we might have to start sending those merch, mate. Yeah, for real. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Alexander, so yeah, only buying approval of, please. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> got his, his MBA hat on. Yeah, um, so we'll trading, he's trading, he is. This is the next, next question from, <laughs> from, from Femster 82. Um, he's saying, with all these high wages for players who might slash might not perform, um. Do you think free transfers and trades will rule football soon, especially with American owners all over the place? Or will English clubs be the only ones spending and propping up the whole of Europe? What was the question after that? I think um, it depends on the landscape of how football develops in the next two to three years. If that Super League comes about and that, that, you know, that TV money getting shared a bit better and more handsomely, I mean, these other European teams are going to splash. It's just the nature of football. It's the nature of how um, these owners run their clubs, um, especially Italian and Spanish teams. Um, I think the French and the Germans are a bit more reserved and are a bit more um, on the side of um, being um, economically viable. But if that money start, and get, start getting shared, you know, I think um, they would invest. It depends on, on, on you know, the money part and how it's getting divided. Um, the Premier League certainly will not stop spending. That much is guaranteed. <laughs> but um, it's just kind of, are the other leagues going to get a slice of its pie? If they do, via the Super League. If they do, via Champions League. If they do, via a Europa League, different format. Um, you know, they 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 would spend. Because they know if you spend, that's how you compete, I think. See, I think we already, already get demand for the TLF trackies. Well, yeah, we might have to put a limited edition or something. Yeah, exactly, bro. I think we're already um I think we're already heading in the direction of free transfers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah look how many free transfers there are, right? Yeah. Like we just seen Pogba go to Juventus on a free transfer. Dybala. No, Dybala. Um, there's been yeah. so many. Like when you look at um, like for example, if we just do a little exercise right now, if I go on transfer marked. And I find love, out who's I love doing this one. Sorry, I love doing this one. Checking the, whose contract runs out. Yeah, just seeing whose um, contract runs out in uh, twelve months' yeah, time. Yeah. Those yeah. players will be on the move. It's the same as Sterling. Um, you know, contract yeah, which year last year. Jesus, oh, year year Jesus. Um, Rashford is it? Rashford, Gavi, apparently. Skriniar, Fabian yeah, Ruiz, Lionel Messi, even even or Black. And you look at what the the best players in 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 the world are doing. They're not signing. They're not signing long extensions, right? No. Even Mbappe, he was coming. He was going to leave this season on a free. He signed a two year deal, I think, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. A two year deal to stay at PSG. So even by the time he's twenty five, he's going to do the whole same thing again. You know what I mean? I think Haaland included the release clause um, in his in his deal at Man City. So you know, a, a few it's years time. You know he's 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 going to be on the move, and I think you're just seeing it now that these players are being smarter. I think before they were a bit scared of you know um, getting long-term injuries, etc. But I think the way sports science is going, you can recover. Like the worst ACL used to be like the worst injury in the world, right? Um, and I think most of the time you can recover. Pretty yeah, you can recover pretty much from from anything now. So these players they they're, they're being less, I would say, risk averse. And they're just trying to get money in their pockets, you know, which, you know, you can't really blame them either. So you're just seeing the growth of player power. And it's at the moment now, you've seen so many guys get shagged out of, their, out of 
you know, their dream moves, etc. because they sign long contracts. Zaha. You see Zaha, you see Harry Kane, you know, you see um, Jack Grealish um, as an example. You have yeah. to pay £100 million to get him out of his club, right? And players are seeing that and they're saying, you know what, why do I need to do that when I can go somewhere, get the bag still um, and get my move? Do you know what I mean? So I, I just think his, his, his players getting better advice, um, to be honest. Yeah. The, the one thing Maybe I don't really see, time ago. yeah, the one thing I don't, I mean, the free transfer stuff has been happening, right? And um, it, it kind of forces the club to sell, which Telemans is one of them as well. Um, might might be on the move towards the end of this window with us being active, maybe United. Um, but I, I don't really see the trade stuff happening. That just seems to be, I don't know, that seems to be an American thing, though. I think the free transfer stuff is in full flow. Clubs are still spending. Look at us spending. Look at Barcelona spending, you know, they're, they're selling the future to spend now. So yeah, it's, it's, the, it's about the money pie. How is that being divided? The other European teams are not as big as Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. Can they also spend? Um, I mean, Dortmund can spend. Can can a Leverkusen spend even after selling? So th that's why we're going to have to look at um, if there's going to be, um, it's going to start being coming more competitive. I can't really see. I think the premise is too far gone. And I think that 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 money that money power would have to be really big <laughs> when 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 i hear about how complicated just one transfer is i just don't see how trades really work mm. um there seems to be too many moving objects with just one player going to one club you know so to then introduce another player to that dynamic to you know how often do player exchanges even work i, think, I mean i think in that in that scenario you need to have both players really yeah. keen on the move um because then you know they just agree to stuff yeah um, but in, in america it's not it's 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 different right like it, it, i have i don't know too much about american sports but can the players even agree to it i swear in baseball it's just like you're being traded to yeah they can the get, new york can trade you Mets or whatever they're called yeah they can yeah exactly you could just be traded the club the, the club choose I don't know if it's the same with basketball and stuff like that, but I know in some sports it's literally you're out of the door kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you're going here. And yeah. You have to move move your whole fam yeah. <laughs> and that across the whole country. And that exactly. is a bit, it's a bit mad. It's, it's crazy. Mad. It's crazy, but that's yeah, we, their system. Yeah, but then you see situations like Frankie De Jong, right? Like here where he's saying, literally, I'm not leaving, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, you can't, like, he's, he's, he's handcuffing him. What's that guy? <laughs> um, so that's the Insti Extinction Rebellion. The guy's done a, done a ziplock around the post and that, yeah? That's what Frankie's doing, doing that fast learning, saying he's not... What do you say? What do you say? Um, we say you not need that Range Rover mum to come true. <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah they, they they're gonna they need to hire her bruv yeah just give them a little bump um but, but i swear she got like communities community yeah bro, she, got, she fucking that. assaulted someone with a whip man like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know just thinking um no no one blamed her though no no one could blame her yeah they didn't they didn't still but but yeah i don't know i feel like players now they're just they're just just much better advice than that really like people talking about Harry Kane signing a new contract and I just feel like there's just no chance of it for me if if he's serious about going and winning trophies and that I just I just can't see him signing a new contract I can to be honest do you reckon yeah why would he do that though he was so desperate to leave 
Why has he done a lot of things, man? Because <laughs> do you think do you think he signs that same contract now in 2018? I don't think he does. I think he'd be foolish to do it and make the same mistake again. Find himself into a long term agreement of something, even though at the time he might feel positive about the Pochettino project, etc. etc. He's he, where is he now? Yeah, mm. you might feel a bit more positive now. Are you going to win the Premier League? Are you going to win the Champions League? It's unlikely. By Munich are coming in. See how Spurs get on this season. By Munich are coming in from next summer. You know, you should think. Yeah, there's been confirmation of that really from mm. quite reliable sources that they, they have reached out to his camp and told them, just wait, we'll move for him next year. That's an interesting move. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he'll finally win some trophies um, if he moves there. So, uh, next question. So, there's a couple ones linked here. So, Ord's the first, um, and Ali underscore uh, underscore 27, he says, um, well, Ord's the first says, what are your thoughts on Eddie's interview? So, he touched on that a little bit. Um, and then Ali um, underscore, uh, underscore 27 expands that a bit more. He says, has your opinion of Edu changed after seeing these latest interview, interviews? Personally, whilst I think he deserves criticisms for some signings, Willian, Louise, etc., I think he deserves more credit for how the project is evolving and how well the recruitment has been in the last two summers. I think, I think my opinion on him has changed. Because mm. I think... I think before, not, not that I, I don't really care about what these men say too much. I just want to see that the plan that they have seems to make sense, first and foremost. I, just, I don't think that these sporting directors, technical directors actually need to talk too much um, when the things that they're executing seem to be working, right? So even if Eddie didn't give, um, didn't give this interview or anything like that, but I see that the strategy is making sense. He's using his network. He's, he's you know, signing these Brazilian dons um, or slash Portuguese speaking dons. Um, they're all under 25. They all, you know, fit the way the manager wants to play. I'll say, yeah, Edu's doing a good job. Do you know what I mean? And I think before it was just too disjointed what we were seeing. Like, you know, you're, you're bringing in a Gabriel, age 21. And in the same, same vein, you're bringing in a Cedric um, or you're bringing in a Pablo Mari. And then you're bringing in a Willian and, and then you're bringing in a, a Thomas Partey and you're just sort of like, what 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 are we really doing here? What what are we trying to build towards? And then Willian's coming out and saying we're trying to win the Champions League by the time he's 33 <laughs> or some rubbish. You know what I mean? And you're like, is this is this is this how you're building a squad to win the Champions League kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? So um I feel like what we're doing right now makes a lot of sense and it's sort of clear where Eddie fits in that sort of hierarchy and in that um in that sort of framework to how we're operating. Um, so, so I think my opinion has changed more on seeing what he's doing rather than what he's saying. But then what I would say is that the things that he is coming out with, they seem coherent and they seem to be matching what he's, what he's actually in. So, you know, I think it's good that he's able to communicate um, the plan quite clearly and concisely, and we're able to understand it because I think before when Gazidis was saying rubbish, Raul was saying rubbish, took about different knocks and this, that and the other. Um, they were just chatting shit, you know, and I think Edu at the moment is clear that he's not necessarily chatting shit um, because his actions are, are matching up, right? So, so that's just my opinion um, on, on, on him at the moment. 
Is he doing anything that you would consider to be above and beyond the expectation, though? Like, we are still Arsenal Football Club. Yeah. I, I, what, what, what I would say is he, he looks more competent than before, but at the in the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's not doing an extraordinary job as of right now. He's not now. pulling up trees, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 not. We have to be honest here. Um, yes, yeah, so because and, and, he looked, yeah, yeah, go, he, looked on, go, go. he looked completely out of his depth at first, and he was completely out of his depth. He was signing bombs at Pablo Mari, um, giving contracts to um William. Um, I know that the continuous stuff was like you know. I mean, he might have not been here to do his medical, but there were serious discussions about Coutinho as well getting the big deal. Um, so, yeah. like, it's, and it's, I think there's a I, I, there's 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 a difference differentiation between leveraging your network, which you know, for example, the Fabio Vieira one, or um, if we get Paqueta um, or Jesus, that looks very good, or just getting you know doing your friends a favor, Pablo Mari, yeah. William, Coutinho. Um, Cedric, there's a few of these cases, and this this sort of um, theme has not gone away. He's still making deals with people that speak Portuguese <laughs> or Spanish. <laughs> so, you know, um, but I mean, yeah, at least as, now as we have as, a star. Yeah, as long as long as George Mendes has given us that 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 prime prime talent, yeah, and not not giving us his uh, rejects like Kia was, then then I'm I'm comfy yeah. with it. Well, what were you, yeah, what were you trying to say, Luke? Because I think you had a follow-up question. Sorry, yeah, no, I was just saying though, like that, that, even though we like some of the signings we've made, right? I think we all really like Tomiyasu. We all like Erdegaard. Some of us like Ramsdale. Um, maybe not too keen on Lakonga. I still think like the jury's out on last year's signings a little bit, even though we kind of like we all kind of admitted, say, oh, you know what, maybe, maybe this is better than what we expected. But you know, are they? You know, Tommy Asu, there's still going to be concerns that we all think he's a good player, but is he actually going to play, right? That's mm. that's an important part of signing a player, right? <laughs> is that they actually play football games. Um, and then this season, obviously, we've got Jesus. We, we all think that's a great signing. Um, who else have we signed? Vieira. Vieira, which is an unknown quantity. We don't really know how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And and um, we've got Zinchenko, who seems to be kind of split down the middle of people think he's not very, not worth the money, you know, a bit too expensive for, for what he is. Some people like him. Some people are going a bit overboard, in my opinion, uh, on, on, you know, on how they're rating him. But equally the same, I think some people are underrating him as well. So, But I still think there's the jury's out a lot on the players that he's brought in, on those, what, seven or eight signings that I've just mentioned. Um, we've got Matt Turner as well. I mean, it's just a backup goalkeeper. But um, <laughs> I want to see him first. I want to see him. I want to see him. But yeah, I, I just think the jury's out on... Um, have I missed a signing, by the way? Marquinhos. Marquinhos, again, I mean, I don't really know much about him. So um, there isn't like a sign in there... <clears throat> to nail your mask to, to be like, right, Edu's got this one, bang on the money, you know? Erdegaard maybe, but Erdegaard I was going to say, was... I think Erdegaard, you can, you can give them. Yeah, for, but... For yeah. very good fee as well. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Well, a decent production. I think Erdegaard is one that... I'll, 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 I'll give you Erdegaard. The others, though, they seem to all have a bit of a 
Fair to say you all have a question mark around them? But the price... Ben White, yeah, sorry, Ben White. Yeah, Ben White. Ben White has been... I think Ben White... And Uli got up in the best side from the summer last year. Yeah, but we, um, we, we spent a lot on Ben White, didn't we? I mean, yeah, we did, exactly. We spent a lot. So, But yeah, I, I don't think he's done anything extraordinary. You know, Odegaard's been the best bit of business that he's done, which was great business. And, and to be fair, Gabby Jesus might turn out to be the signing of the summer. You know, if he slaps 20 goals in the league this season, I mean, how many players have, you know, are you expecting to do better, you know, for, for the fee that was paid for, you know, 40, what was it, Jesus, 50 million, was it? 55, 45. 45 million. If he slaps for us this season, you know, that could well be the signing of the, the season. So he, he would get credit for that, of course. Yeah, I think the thing is for me, right, I, I don't like to, unless it's like a, a major, major flop, like someone like Pepe, where you've gone out and you've basically they blew our whole summer budget on, on on Pepe, right? So much so that we're you know looking to sign David Luiz and shit like that on on deadline day because we didn't have any peas, um, and and you know coming out with with bad relationships with Lauren Koscielny and stuff like this because we couldn't afford to let him go and all this rubbish, right? And so when you do big big major flops like that, I can get on to you, but. I think a three million pound on Marquinhos, if that flops, mm, not too mad at him. I would never um, judge him on those signings. Yeah, anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, but but someone like Vieira, where we didn't really know too much about him, might take him a bit of time to bed in. Do you know what I mean? The price isn't too ridiculous. I can see the logic behind it. Um, I, I, I think as long as the business sort of makes sense and I can justify it, and you're not doing things that I think are ridiculously stupid, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna support it. Do you get what I mean, right? So like, I'm I'm not even Eddie's biggest fan at all, right? You know, I'm I'm on that guy, I'm on that guy's neck. Um, Pause. Const- <laughs> Const- I'm, like, I'm waiting for him to say I'm I'm on his ass. I'm <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was not going to say that. Um, <laughs> um, so so. You know, any little thing, I'll be there to criticise them within it. So I think so far, the business that we've actually done the last two summers, I can understand the logic. Even someone like Nuno, where he's just looked mad. Oh, sorry, erratic. Nuno, Tavares again. Sorry, yeah. I knew I missed the players, yeah. Yeah, it's someone like Nuno, he's just mad, mad erratic and stuff like that. I can sort of see, right, there's some pieces to him. I'm not ready to give mm-hmm. up on him, that kind of thing, right? I think the one that I'm just not, I'm not happy about is probably Lokonga the most, you know, in the last two summers. And for me, it's just because... I don't think that signing made sense given the makeup of our midfield, yeah. right? Um, and I think now it's probably cost, cost, costing us a little bit because if we signed a proper CM, added some extra P's, you know, so say you sold Maitland last summer to Everton, I think who wanted him, added, you know, the 10, 15 million that we we, we would have got from him last summer, added that to Lokonga, you can go get a Bruno G, you can play 6-8, you probably don't end up renewing El Nenny. You sign another CM this summer because El Nenny is just redundant. And the only reason we played it on any is because Lukonga couldn't hack it um, last year. So I think that's actually cost us double that Lukonga signing um, in the sense that one, he didn't you know, live up to the task. And two, because the replacement came in and did okay, he's now been extended and we're relying on him this summer yeah. as well, instead of, you know, going and, and, and signing a new CM. So I think the opportunity cost of that Lokonga signing is 
is quite major. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 kind of long, but um, the only I way think... to you have a player is if if he really turns out to be mini yaya. But, yeah, yeah. I've, still got, I, I, I've actually quite liked what I've seen from Lukonga in preseason. If I'm being honest, really, yeah. Really? I, I, I think, I think some people are definitely going overboard, but people are always going to go overboard. But I, I do think as well, there's a bit of downplaying some of what we've seen as well. I, I quite like what I've seen from Lukonga. I think he's done mm-hmm. some really good things when, when he has come on, and I. I, I'm interested to see him more in the eight. I think it definitely suits his skill set more. When we did that scouting piece on on him when he first joined the club, we all said defensively he don't look it. You know he don't look like he's not switched on. He's not switched on, but he's got he's got skills on the ball. You know he's got he can pass. He what can dribble. He's lose by stock. I'm not buying stock. I'm not buying stock. I'm I'm exactly kind of, the kind of same. Like, kind of like stock to me. You know, there's no stock buying here. So I'm exactly the same right as I've been with Lukonga from the start. I just want to see him play more. I want to see him get his opportunities more. I want to see how he progresses as a player before I make my judgment. Because I don't think I've I don't think he's been given enough time in the team in in his best position in the best surroundings possible. Like to you know, everyone came in a, when he came in. We were thinking Partey replacement. You know, he's going to be this new Partey and. Partey wasn't Partey at 21 years old. You know, he, he wasn't. Huh? He's 22, turning 23. Well, what was Partey doing at 22? Playing for fucking... Yeah, I, I don't like that Miranda or something. Do you know what? I don't like the argumentation because there's a reason Partey was at Almeria at 21. And there's a reason why Lukonga is supposed to be at Arsenal at 23. So he's supposed to be an Arsenal player at this age. He is on paper. Does he always play like one? Definitely not. Who? Lukonga? No, yeah, Lukonga, he doesn't. He uh, Sometimes he just looks completely, especially in the league, it just doesn't look like he's up to the level. Uh, in the sixth role, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Even in this eight stuff, I think people are, people are overdoing it, right? So I think you can say that he does some nice stuff, but the way I look at it is that if he wasn't playing for Arsenal and you're watching him, do this same stuff for another team preseason. You wouldn't be calling for us to sign this guy as a, as our left eight. That's no one fair. would be doing that. You That's know? fair. So I don't understand how people are now saying, "Oh yeah, let's not sign this player, let's not sign that guy," because we've got Lokonga there to play left eight for us. Because he's not, he's not. I don't think he's doing anything remotely special in that position either for us. Right, he scored his goal and he's you know dunking on Chelsea and whatnot, and it's nice. He seems like a very nice guy, top personality, this, that, and the other. But you know, like I just need you to be level from a good home. I just yeah, I just I, I just need him to That's be level. I'm not sure that he is personally. That's fair. I, I'm not saying that he is like gonna be this ridiculous player. I'm just saying I'm reserving judgment a little bit. He gets he gets a season. He gets another season, man. But my, the lights are on him for me, to be honest. The lights are on him. He's gonna get a little more football this season, I think, with the Europa League and stuff, you know. And he better ball right now. His name is still the Sungu man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I just, I, I'm I'm ready. I'm just I'm not gonna go either way with Lakonga yet. I'm just um, wanna see what happens because he's still he's that. still young, man, and he's still yeah. a very yeah, I do get it. There is value in you know development um, from for a centre for some centre midfielders. They're just they're not super special on, on from the get go. You know, 
um, and they take some time to warm up to it. And Partey was one of them, which is why it took him a long time to become a top player at Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Um, but I don't like the the hypothetical bit, you know, because I look at it like he's at Arsenal. I don't if he's if he's at Underlay still, I don't care. Then we can mm. sign him in like three, four years, and he can be you know an Arsenal player. But he's at Arsenal now, so mm. need him to be an Arsenal player. Same as Vieira. Vieira's probably younger than him. Vieira's going to come in and I'm going to be like, yo, this guy needs to be cold. And mm-hmm. if he is, you know, which I think he will be, there won't be many complaints. Whereas with Lukonga, we have to do this whole time, time, time. Like Martinelli came in, what, 18, 19? He looked cold straight away. Mm-hmm. Saka came in at left back, looked cold straight away. Isa came in when we looked absolutely down, you know. I said I was up on the verge of getting sacked, coming in at 10, and then Chelsea hooped. You know, yeah, I, I, I think ESR's best position is, is is not even ten. I think it's it's left mid, um, left center, left left midfield, or um that um right center midfield um um the position that we've talked about. So, you know, I I don't even Martinelli like um, he came in as a striker. Maybe his best position is actually left winger. So you know they they haven't all played in their best position. Zaka mm-hmm. did in his best position from the get go. We saw a special talent. So I haven't seen that from the Congo, and he's played at yeah. least in the field, you know. That's so. I mean, I, I get that. Maybe we have to give him more time. Maybe he will do that development at Arsenal. But the way I judge him is just like you are Arsenal. I have to, I have to like judge you like you an Arsenal first team player. No, that's uh, that's 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 fair enough. That's completely fair enough. Would, um, just a quick one, but I know we run out of time. Would you, what have you guys thought of this Marquinhos guy? Uh, I haven't really seen enough of him, you know. Yeah, he yeah. looks a lot tidier than I. Yeah, he doesn't look bad technically. He looks. Decent. He don't look bad technically, actually. I seem like it's only basic stuff that I've seen, but he hasn't looked scrappy to me. He looks um, like he um, he wants to play with his teammates rather than do things on his own. But that um, yeah. could be because he's just come in. Like a yeah. lot of times in that game, I felt his touch is good. He's waiting for the other. He's playing it. He's not mm. taking unnecessary risks. Um, so I think it's decision-making. <laughs> when he looks better than Pepe's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because he's a bit more sensible with it, you know? But um, let's he's see. He's still a youth, though, isn't he? He's like 18, right? So. He's not He's not really had, like, many touches of the ball either mm. when, I've, when I've watched him. So it'll be interesting to see what we do then and whether he's going to be playing in the Europa League and that kind of thing. Um, because... It seems like he's one for the future because I just checked. I think he's only nineteen in it, so yeah, um, he's still very, very young. So he barely played in Brazil either, as well, right? Yeah. So I think I think he'll definitely stay around this season. I think he'll be in the Europa League. Um, yeah. I don't think they would have included him in the preseason tour if they weren't uh, gonna keep um, him. gonna keep him around. Do you guys think he can play on the other side as well? I'm not sure. Maybe I have, I have no idea. No Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I'm going to get these this prediction forms form out um, as well to you guys. So if you are listening, make sure you check the TL um, for for that form. We'll get your responses in, and we'll see what people are saying. Um, maybe we'll update it at the end of the window as well. Um, I'll add a few names there. People want to change their responses and that, but um, but yeah. Otherwise, I think we will leave it there, guys. Yeah. Um, that was a long pod, man. Wasn't expecting it to be um, this long, but 
we 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 got into some we got into some good stuff, man. So Lewis German, thank you guys for for joining me. Um, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you on the flip side. Peace. Bless. Take it easy. It's got to two two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Özil, Lacazette, Özil. Sports Social Podcast Network.